It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Guess who's back? There's McCoy. He's got a first down. Deshaun McCoy is gone for the touchdown. No flies. Listen, man, Chip can't shake at all. Nothing. He knows this. That's why I said it. I know him. There's nothing for us to talk about at all. It's as simple as that. It's BGN Radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. Got a lot to... Look at that drop. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, we're bringing on our next guest right now, and uh, very, very honored to talk to him because he's just put in such an important piece uh, right now on the Comcast Business Hotline uh, from the Buffalo News. It's Mr. Tyler Dunn. Tyler, how are you this morning? Thanks for joining us. Doing good, doing good. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Of course. So, and and I would just want to reiterate that it was it was a really impressive, in depth piece about Lashawn McCoy. I think it was very important, even for our, our fan base, to kind of just go really in-depth with that thing, and it's a great read. And, again, if anybody's out there, definitely read it before, uh, you know, the uh, the whistle blows on the on the kickoff here. And I want to get into that because we always knew that Shady was an emotional guy. We knew that, you know, he really had, had a loyalty to a lot of people, especially Andy Reid. Uh, what I didn't know was exactly how he takes things so personally, and it could be anything, just like you mentioned. It could be, you know, debating Michael Jackson in a locker room. It could be whatever it is. Uh, but what what is your impression of LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo right now? It, definitely. I mean, just many, many shades to this guy. I haven't really run across an athlete like this who just has, you know, this, this complex, this many sides to him. Like you said, I mean, on one hand, he's down in Puerto Rico with his brother. They raced a couple times. His older brother beats him twice, refuses to race him a third time. And LaShawn doesn't talk to him for two, three months. Like, they, they fly back north with Shady not even talking to his brother. And then, lo and behold, he just picks up the phone, calls him one day, acts like nothing happened. So you see that. You see that moodiness. But then you also kind of see a compassion about him. I think he's extremely hyper-emotional to every level where, I mean, his high school coach, who he still talks to regularly, he keeps in contact with, you know, he, he's in the hospital. He's having sense put in. And the first call he gets, the second he rolls out of the hospital room, it's from LaShawn McCoy. I mean, he'd been calling him all day from the Philly locker room. So just so many different shades to this guy. And it's just interesting. I mean, it's not a lot. Not as, a, lot a lot of it's probably surprising to the fans there in Philly. I mean, you guys have heard this guy. have seen him. You know just um, you know, how he's kind of on edge in different ways. But but I, I think it, sometimes we get lost. I mean, we hear what he said about Chip Kelly. Um, and he's keeping it real, and keeping it real can go wrong, but there's a different side to him here, I think, that maybe people don't see. 
That was a great Chappelle show reference there, by the way. When keeping it real goes wrong. Nice job, Tyler. Uh, but Tyler, and, and a great anecdote about him and his brother, Leron, running down the beach. And, and the funniest part for me with that was how Leron said that, you know, that's just shady. He didn't talk to him for, for months. And he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I, I thought that was a, a really great kind of look into Shady and, and how his moodiness affects him and, and how really long it can, can go. But along those lines, and you alluded to it in the piece, the idea that, that that emotion can go two ways with with LaShawn. Yeah. Today, the amount of emotion, you, you, you mentioned in your piece that it could be good or it could be bad or it could be a little bit of both. Having, you know, covered Shady this year and, and obviously gotten to know him a bit and gotten to know who he is from the people in his life, how do you think he is going to either harness or not be able to harness that emotion today? Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I mean, it, it, it's not all, you know, you know, all positive. I mean, Brian Brumman, the, the linebacker there, even kind of paused and thought for a second when asked, uh, is this good for a locker room, good for a team, and, and just said no comment. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody really knows what to expect out of LaShawn McCoy today because he's so emotional. He's going to be so hyped up for this game. I mean, the, the day of his news conference in Buffalo when he was introduced, he's already talking about this game. The schedule's not out yet, but he was talking to his coach, his friends, people closest to him. He knew that they were going to play the Eagles he knew that that was going to be one of the opponents, and he could not wait for this game, this moment. So it's, you know, I think people are worried. They, they don't know if they'll be able to keep his emotions in check. And, and yeah, I mean, him and Chip Kelly just was is not a match. And I think that maybe he did kind of warm up to some of Kelly's methods before that 2014 season is, is highly publicized and everything. But in the end, I mean, it, the vibe I get from the people around him is Chip Kelly, he wants his players to kind of be these machines from the GPS monitors to the – the sleep monitors to, you know, taking the, the pee samples after practice to monitor hydration. Shady's is free. He, he doesn't really want any of that. I mean, he threw out the the smoothie after practice, uh, yeah. one source told me, and, and that kicked off Chip Kelly. So they, they were not going to match for the long haul, no. Well, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, I mean, we go going back to the offseason, and obviously the – you know, the, the hyper-emotional was definitely there. There was the, the implication that, you know, Chip Kelly was a racist. I don't think we've gotten right. a clear answer as far as why he said that and why he's done those, done those things. But the more interesting thing to me that happened this week was that Chip Kelly kind of came out and acknowledged that he made a mistake and was very honest in his press conference. Then I read your article, and I and, and it's intriguing because... Uh, I, th I believe it's is it Weecher, Jeff Weecher, his former high school coach, had come in and said, man, that's a load of bull. He's trying to blame it on the Bills. Right. On your side, do you think that, you know, did Chip Kelly screw that up? Uh, with that, is there some blame with, a, you know, a Bills source that could go out there? Or do you think Chip Kelly's just kind of saving face at this point? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's kind of a, a coach, a, a longtime college coach, not in the NFL, maybe being a little out of touch and, and not knowing that, man, if you're going to trade your franchise player, um, somebody who has really driven this this team for, for years and um, moves the meter and is an emotional guy like LaShawn is, just pick up the phone and call him immediately. I mean, when you're thinking about something like this, you got to let him know. And I think just that pause, that wait, that period, however long that period was, is what still irritates uh, LaShawn McCoy and, and those close to him. And, yeah, I mean, Tim Kelly, as he said, he, he tried calling him after the fact, but... I mean, to shame you, the damage was done. I mean, you know what I mean? What are we going to talk about? There's no point in it. So uh, the fact that he kind of waited there and waited to become quote-unquote official, I just think that maybe he's just kind of um, you know, a little out of touch. And I, I don't know Chip Kelly and how he runs the program and all of that. I'm just kind of basing everything off this story and, and the folks I talked to. But 
Um, it is definitely something that um, still irritates McCoy, and he is going to be amped up for this game today. Uh, again, uh, talking to Tyler Dunn with the, uh, from the Buffalo News, and we were mentioning earlier that you also covered the Packers for a while. Uh, you've been around the NFL. I think you have a good, pretty understanding of, of, of what's happening here. Uh, but I, I want to know from a... Just from your perspective, how you know, and we're dealing with the DeMarco Murray stuff this week too, and we're seeing yeah. Shady, and we're seeing the comments from there. How much around the NFL does that really affect exactly, you know, the free agents and everything that's kind of coming in here? Oh, that's a really good question. I I would think it does affect it to, to some degree. I mean, these players they talk to each other about coaches and, and about situations. I mean, Booby Dixon, the Bills running back, was saying how Shady did kind of tell everybody. How Chip Kelly ran things and said, look, I wouldn't want any part of that. It'd run my butt out of town so fast that I'd open my mouth. So I think the guys that want to just be free and be themselves and, and all of that, you know, it's, it's rare. I mean, granted, there's not every coach is Rex Ryan and just going to let players say whatever the heck they want. There's more Chip Kelly's than Rex Ryan's really out there. But these, these guys do talk, and, and you have to think that to some degree it, it would be a factor that if you're – a player, do you want to welcome and embrace the, the system that a coach is running? Where really, you guys know better than me, but it seems here in Philadelphia, it is just way more about um, the system, the moving parts, and assembly line kind of production than highlighting and featuring individual players. So you definitely have to find a, a certain kind of player for that. Yeah, no, that's a great point, Tyler. And I, I think that it, it's very interesting to see how Chip is perceived for us in this city. As you said, you know, we kind of see this on an everyday basis and there's been so much coverage about it. Uh, it's very interesting to see someone who's kind of been around the league a little bit to see how Chip is perceived through the eyes of, of the rest of the league. But uh, uh, dovetailing it back into today, talking about this game, you know, it's it's been really funny because we've spent this whole week talking about DeMarco Murray and about LaShawn McCoy and, and not really about a game game that's it's really important for both teams uh so i know the shady thing has been big here for us has that played at all in buffalo or is in buffalo is it really about facing the eagles today and and what's that kind of mentality up there or do, does buffalo you know get behind this shady story and they want their guy to go out and, and beat his old team yeah you know it, it, that's a really good question because before the season this is a fan base that was just heartbroken i mean they loved fred jackson i mean through, through all the years of losing I mean, he was the one constant, the one beam of hope for everybody here. Everybody knew his story. Um, D3 player, co-college, played in the, in the own arena league, the indoor football league, and, and worked his way up. I mean, and then they just release him. They let him go. And um, he was, in many ways, the face of the franchise. And LaShawn McCoy, just by the trade, the contract, all that, being a star, kind of the de facto face of the franchise here. And I think that fans have embraced him. Um, you know, gradually and, and winning helps and him playing really well helps. A game like this certainly would go a long ways. And just the feeling I get is that, yeah, they are getting behind him and they are supporting their their star running back. But this is also a fan base has been in this situation before. Six and six in the hunt, on the brink. You know, one loss and they're done. Um, throughout the last 15 years, that's been the case. So I think there's also just a little worry, concern of here we go again. You know, despite all of the the hype and promise before the year with, with Rex and Shady and all these new players in, they're kind of in the same position they were with Dick Duran and Doug Marone and all these guys. 
about 500 and, and one loss, and they're probably out of things. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's a great point. There was a lot of hope coming in. And, and speaking of that, and, and kind of speaking of polar opposites here, you know, between Chip Kelly and then a guy like Rex Ryan, uh, you know, Shady himself has talked a lot about how much he loves playing for Rex, and this guy is such a player's coach and all that kind of stuff. Uh, have you seen that in Buffalo? Have you seen that the way Rex, you know, treats his players? And have you seen that to be a positive thing? Or, or has there been kind of on both sides? Has there been some positive and some negative from it? Yeah, you know, I, I guess maybe it's because I'm in the media. I just don't think that, like, what a guy says in the media is really ever going to affect wins or losses. That that might be a little overblown. And, you know, Bill Belichick and his approach and then them winning and coaches trying to emulate that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like this mum is the word, most of your players' style equates directly to Super Bowls. Um, it just works for, for Belichick and the Patriots the way they do things. So and that, that being said, um, I, yeah, it is it is different here. And players speak their mind. You know, Sammy Watkins, we, we talked earlier in the year, and he was blunt. He wanted 10 targets a game. Um, said, give me the ball, give me a chance. He had his agent reach out to the team to, to get that point across, and they talked about it. So whether it's that or Marcel Darius in the preseason, we caught up and said he feels like he's a diamond dozen, getting treated like he's a diamond dozen, and, and wants a new contract. A week or two later, he got a contract. And these guys, they don't hold back. I mean, they, they say what they think, and that's what Rex wants. Um, and yeah, I, I guess they're six and six. Uh, if they win, they're still in the hunt and everything. Probably a little too soon to say if if Rex's style um, is good or bad for the product down the field. But you just tend to think that maybe we all kind of overblow that and make a bigger deal of it than it is. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And, uh, again, Tyler Dunn with us from the uh, from Buffalo News. A couple more questions before we let you go because uh, it's just interesting how the – and you, you said, like, how important of a game it is. And, you know, Buffalo's kind of always – hanging around there at the, at the at yeah. that 500 level. And um, I I look at this offense, and a lot of it, you know, statistically, they're, they're putting up 26 points a game. They're, you know, they're doing th- – but when I look at the tape, it's kind of interesting that it's an ebb and flow. Like, it, it is either going or it's not. Actually, it reminds me a lot of what's going on here. And it looks like, it to me, it's a big play offense. So if, you know, if Sammy Watkins isn't isn't getting those deep balls, if – if Tyrod's not quite on, the offense just really doesn't move as well. Is that an accurate statement here today? Absolutely. I mean, you look at Tyrod Taylor's numbers, and, I mean, I think you're a little blown away. I mean, first-year starter for him to protect the ball like he does and, and have the deep plays like he does, it's, it's really impressive. But they also are a team that has kind of led the league in three and outs most of the year. Um, Tyrod Taylor is still mostly reading kind of half the field, doesn't really go through several different progressions that other quarterbacks do. Not, not that there are a lot of those guys out there anymore. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they've just been inconsistent. I mean, at times, I mean, they'll, they'll force Steve Sammy Watkins the ball deep, and there's not a better deep ball receiver in the league, it seems. And LaShawn McCoy is still LaShawn McCoy, and they're clicking, and they're moving the ball, and, and seem like they can beat anybody. I mean, they really press the, the Patriots twice this year. But there's times when, yeah, I mean, things break down. They get into a funk, and they just can't seem to get out of it. Uh, I just think they're kind of in that phase of all these new pieces and players still forming together a lot like Philly, like you said. I mean, the Eagles, they changed their personnel a ton before the season. So did Buffalo, and I think we're seeing both teams still to this point in mid-December trying to find that chemistry that, that can take years to find. 
Tyler Dunn, uh, Buffalo News. Again, Tyler, last one for you. Really appreciate you coming on. You can follow him on Twitter at Ty Dunn. That's D-U-N-N-E. And again, go check out this this awesome piece on, on LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Tyler, before we let you go, based on everything you've seen this week leading up on, on your coverage of the Eagles, which you obviously you know, did a lot more than most Buffalo people do just to write this story, how do you see today playing out? Man, it's, I guess it depends what shade we get into. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's so hyped up that you know, he, he could fumble and lose his footing and, and just be over the edge. I mean, there's that possibility that he has that kind of nightmare game, or he comes out and he rushes for 200 yards. I mean, you can definitely see that kind of scenario. Uh, I, I do think that the Bills offense is playing about as well as it has all season. Uh, but the defense is still a, a little banged up. Mario Williams has not been the same Mario Williams in this defense and, and really hasn't done much at all of late since his injury. So, ah, man, it's a toss-up. I mean, I hate to cop out like that, but I Ooh. think I'll go with the Bills. <laughs> I think I'll go with the Bills in a close one because their, their offense is playing well. But hey, anything can happen here. I, I haven't really looked forward to um, an individual player into a game all year like this. I mean, it, it's yeah. really fascinating to see LaShawn McCoy at his old state. Well, uh, Tyler, we really appreciate it, man, and, uh, and you know, good luck to you the rest of the way. You keep writing pieces uh, like this. We'll keep having you on, man, and we appreciate the time. Oh, man, hey, th- thanks so much for the love, guys. Really appreciate you having me on to talk about it. No problem, and, uh, and a big thanks to Tyler for coming on. Yeah, it was a really good interview.